Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, March 4th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. It is the last slate of the NBA first half before the All-Star break. Coach, I hope you brought your appetite for this nine-game slate. Oh, Lord. I really did, man. I'm hungry today as we get into this slate. But uh, <laughs> yesterday was interesting. I It did not go well for me overall with my plays. I was disappointed in some fellas and a few guys smashed that I wasn't expecting for sure. So uh, really bummed about that. Had some great calls, too. You know, real real pleased with uh, my three-point team, uh, that little uh, deal that they did on FanDuel yesterday with the the 3-3 deal. Uh, I had At least I had all nine guys hit their three, and, and that lineup cashed for me. So that was an accomplishment. But what you were referring to is, is <laughs> damn Justin Patton. Yep. And I, I, I'm a man of my word, so here's my note. On just the, to fade Justin Patton because he sucks. So here you go. Oh, wow! That looks like a nice little snack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All all good, man. I I have to eat my words, eat my paper, and uh, Justin Patton, you had the last laugh, my man. So he did. He paid off as a value guy. I saw him he hit a, a corner three early, and I started to get a little bit concerned for you and. He kept it going. So uh, Biombo also paid off as that value center. Um, yeah. But, you know, in my primary lineup, it also didn't work out in the end because I went, I put my faith in Porzingis and he just didn't quite get it done. You know, the guards, no. I mean, it was such a low scoring game, 87, yeah. 78. And the guards were, were pretty aggressive and there were lots of opportunities on the, the pick and pop. But they didn't always feed him. They they got to the got to the rack a bunch, and Horford also disappointed. He was the only guy in my three point lineup that didn't make one. He was zero for three from deep. Ah. So those two guys really um, took took down my lineup, which was off to a great start early with Harden and Powell and, and company. So I I know that yeah Powell filled it up, but no ancillary stats. At one point he had thirty eight points. And 38.6 DFS points. How can you do that? Yeah, I, he, I don't even... I couldn't believe it. He did fill it up, certainly from distance. Everybody did in that game. And we'll we'll mention that as we go. We've got Detroit as one of the teams, or both of them actually, on a back-to-back here. And um, Nine games tonight, like I said. Eight of the 18 teams on a back-to-back. No front ends tonight because it's the All-Star break starting tomorrow. And we have three totals over 230 on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. And yep. let's start here with the first game of the night, Toronto and Boston, 7 o'clock tip. Yep. And uh, interesting here that if Toronto wins, both teams will go into the All-Star break at 18 and 18. And they'll both be disappointed about that if you go look at their preseason expectations. But Toronto obviously started off really slow. They've been coming on. And Boston has, yep. won, Boston has won three in a row. And the total here, 220. Boston favored by eight, and uh, same guys out for Toronto. Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Siakam, and everybody ready to go on the Boston side. So do you want to break down these uh, projected lineups tonight? Sure, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. If if Toronto does win and they both go into the break 18 and 18, I think Toronto's going to be thrilled. They were, they're stuck in Tampa. They're trying to have their families there. They're 
all kinds of issues with their kids for schools. It's just a big disaster for for poor uh, the poor Raptors franchise. And they started that two and nine to you know trying to get adjusted. But the fact that they could get all the way back to five hundred at the All Star break, I think they're going to be thrilled. On the other side of the coin, you know Boston obviously they've won a few games in a row, but you know Stevens and Ainge you know, getting uh, some shots and social media and just stuff that Boston's not used to uh, struggling for a while there. Uh, but they're certainly getting their feet about them. And I think, uh, you know, they're getting better, but they're certainly not where they expect it to be. So I think these two teams are going to come into this game and play hard. It uh, should be a fun game to watch. Definitely some strong players on both sides. Uh, you'll see the entire industry just rushing to Terrence Davis since he had a, a good game yesterday and played good minutes. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure will be a value target for everybody. But I don't know, man. I think that might be a smidgen of a trap. Um, the uh, lineup right now that they're expecting to start is Lowry Davis, Powell, Watanabe, and Baines. So, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, Powell went crazy yesterday. You wonder if he can keep that up. And it is disappointing when somebody's that points dependent. You know, Kyle Lowry, that first quarter, it looked like he might be the high score of the night. And he really hit the skids towards the end of that game. So I think he'll bounce back. Uh, you know, Powell's got to be a consideration, especially with that misposition of small forward uh, when he's more of a shooting guard, I think. Uh, uh, on FanDuel, um, no interest in the bigs. Watanabe, Baines, I know they, you know, get some minutes, but there's a big rotation of Bembry coming in. We know that, uh, you know, our our tall, skinny, wonderful dude Boucher is, is also going to grab some ownership, but you just never know the rotation for sure on the amount of minutes that Nurse is going to give them. So, you know, it may be just plug in Lowry like yesterday and uh, and not try to stretch a second secondary guy uh, for Boston. You know, uh, you've got Jalen Brown is is uh, back in this game. Correct. Correct. Yeah, because I saw him cleared. But, you know, there was a question yesterday whether he'd be ready to roll. So, you know, with Walker Brown and Tatum, you know, we mentioned this a couple days ago. It's starting to feel like that Phoenix scenario almost where you got the three guys now all splitting some usage and, you know, not really smashing their number. Like when, you know, a lot of games, two of the three of these guys were out and it was an easy play. But, you know, I, I think Toronto's defense is OK. It hasn't been playing great lately and certainly not the same with their guys missing, uh, specifically Ananobi. But. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to spend up. Uh, Walker's getting a little expensive now, finally. And Tatum and Brown are super high priced. So I, I get it if, if somebody wants to play somebody from Boston there, those those main players. But I just, I'm not going to go there on this nine-game slate. And then the bigs, you know, with Tyson Thompson, uh, you know, the expected lineup. Again, Walker, Brown, Tatum, Tyson, Thompson, you know. Tice smashed the one game. Thompson had a lot of rebounds, but they also rotate a decent amount of guys. And so, you know, for me, this isn't going to be a big exposure game. I think it will be a good game, uh, but I think Lowry's probably going to be my only plug and play here. 
I could go. I could go to Lowry for sure. I think he can handle the back-to-back. Uh, Powell, you know, is in play for me. He, he's creeping up a little bit. And then in terms of the prices here, I noticed that FanDuel priced up the Toronto value guys. DraftKings did not. Right. So I think they're more attractive over there. Uh, Bembry off the bench at 3,800. He had 27 minutes last night, mostly empty minutes. Didn't get much done. No. Uh, so I don't. I don't think you need to go there. I, I will consider Boucher here. 6,600 on both sites, and he got to finish out that game last night, and um, he was just a smidgen off on rebounds and blocks, and uh, I I think he'll... Even a couple threes, yeah. yeah, I think he'll have all the opportunity here to get hopefully close to 30 minutes, and, uh, you know, it's it's a fair price tag, so he's playable there. On the Boston side, I mean... You know, the thing is, Toronto and their 12th-ranked defense just aren't as strong with all those guys out. And we saw Detroit really take advantage of it. We had Wayne Ellington hit eight threes. We had Dennis Smith Jr. and Mason Plumlee had triple doubles. How about that? That was one of the strangest games I've seen in a while, man. That was nuts. And so I'm looking at Kemba Walker a little bit. He, uh, I like where, how he's trending. He's had three straight games with over 40 fantasy points. I know. He's had four straight games where he's made at least three point, three three-pointers. Uh, around 7K, he's playable for me. And then He looks healthier than he had yeah. prior. He yep. looks like he's finally you know, hitting his stride. Yeah, and he needs his legs under him, obviously, because he's, he's yeah. smaller and, and to power up into that jump shot. Uh, Tatum... Maybe, but he is a little pricey, so I probably won't go there. I'd probably go to Kemba if I'm going to go to any of the Boston starters. And then Robert Williams III is a is a uh, consideration for me off the bench. He did fine against Boucher when they were matched up in the first regular season meeting. Uh, these teams have played twice. Uh, so, he, you know, you could go there. He's really he's starting to establish more of a role, and I like that when he's out there, he's the big. When Tice and Thompson are out there together, they're both the bigs split, right. splitting the rebounds. but. Robert Williams III has that paint to himself. He's definitely their center of the future, no doubt about it. All right, game two, we've got the Clippers and the Wizards. And this is one of our good totals here, 235. Clippers favored by five and a half. And I'll I'll mention it. You can plug your ears if you want. Right now they've got Kawhi listed as questionable. Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) There there were about three F-bombs for you that I saved you having to listen to. That's all right. Let's go. We've got Marcus Morris doubtful dealing with a concussion. Patrick Patterson out. And uh, everybody ready to go on the Wizards side. Yeah, I mean, this this should be a high-scoring game. I mean, the Clippers have not played the kind of D that we're really used to them seeing them play. But we need this stupid Kawhi news before we do anything, uh, and hopefully it's not after lock like it was the other day. That was just incredible. Um, but right now their their lineup is uh, proposed lineup is Beverly, George, Kawhi if he plays, which he probably will, uh, Batum and Ibaka. So re- the regulars there, and you know if he's having back issues, and you know he is going to be in. There's two th- two situations here. One, it's possible that they could blow out the Clippers. I mean, the Washington has had, did I say the Clippers? Uh, they blow out the Wizards. But right. 
the Wizards uh, have had some bizarre games. I mean, they they won four in a row. They they have some solid games, and then all of a sudden they have games where that defense just you know doesn't stand up, and they get rolled. So there's two things. He's you know he, Kawhi's got a sore back, so you wouldn't think if he does play, he's going to get extended minutes. But he enough that he'll play probably and t- and cut into George's uh, you know value if, at his price. And, you know, I just, the ancillary guys here for the Clippers, I just don't trust them. You know, Pat Bev has had a real weird season. Uh, Batum, you know, it's just, you can't count on him on a nine-game slate. And same thing with Ibaka. You know, that 20 to 22 minutes isn't acceptable uh, to me in most games. So I know Washington's defense completely sucks. And, you know, I expect the Clippers, who have a, a, a very big implied total, could have a really good game, but I think it gets spread around and there's no guarantee that it doesn't blow out. So not thrilled with that side of the ball. And I can't remember the last game that the Wizards were involved in that I didn't have like two or three guys from the game because it's just the matchup's always so terrific because their defense is horrendous and their pace is so fast. So Right now, though, their their projected lineup is is sort of the same thing they've been running with. Of course, Westbrook and Beal with Matthews, Hashimura, and Wagner. But you're getting a lot of bench play from the other centers, Lopez and Len. And then, you know, obviously with Matthews, he's getting limited minutes uh, with the rotation of their bench uh, as well. Neto gets a decent run with Ishmith still out. So, you know, they're tempting. And the Clippers, it's not the normal Clippers defense that you'd expect. But, you know, when you're talking about Pat Bev guarding Westbrook and Paul George guarding Beal, and you have Kawhi, you know, roaming the paint in Ibaka, it's still, I know the numbers don't show it, but that scares me. And, you know, when you invest in Westbrook and Beal, that's your general pay-up guy anymore. They're expensive, very expensive. So, you know, this may be the very first game this month, I think, that I'm going to fade a Washington game. So tell me if I'm losing my marbles or does that make any sense to you? No, I don't think you are. And it is tough to fade any any game involving the Wizards. Uh, and when they played last week, the Clippers did blow them out. So there's no reason not to consider that again. Um, you know, the thing is, though, that you know, Kawhi and Paul George in that game both played well, did fine, basically hit value. And there was enough to go around because it was a blowout. Guys like Reggie Jackson came off the bench. He had 17-5-2 and two in 28 minutes. So yeah. he's a guy that you could look at. Uh, obviously, he stepped up against Boston here with Kawhi out, but he can still hit value off the bench, and he's still cheap on DraftKings. He's 3900 little pricey mm-hmm. on FanDuel at 53 He's, he's obviously going to be a big value play if Kawhi is out. But I think he's playable on DraftKings even if Kawhi is playing. Uh, so so maybe more of a, a one-off there, a value play. I do think Paul George is still too cheap on FanDuel at 7900 um, Yeah. I mean, shooting guards against the Wizards really have, have fun. Yeah. So, Backcourt's all, you know, Westbrook and Beal just aren't defending. Yep. And then... One other price I kind of like is Serge Ibaka on DraftKings. He's only forty-eight hundred. I think he can, uh, you know, have a, a bit of success against Mo Wagner. 
Is he going to get enough minutes, though? That's what I keep getting concerned with, you know? Well, you, you, he's not going to get 30. There's It just doesn't yeah. happen. He gets 23 to 27, 28 every, every game. So right. uh, can he pay off 4,800 in that price tag? I think he can. Yeah. And I just want to say one more thing. If Kawhi does happen to sit, then I'm definitely playing Paul George. I, I forgot to say that because that usage bump and against the Washington backcourt, yeah, I think that's – just news you wait for, and I don't mind your pet, your Reggie Jackson call either. That's pretty uh, pretty sharp. And with the Wizards, I don't know if I'll get to them. The Clippers are up to fifteenth defensively. You know, starting to get more in that groove. And Westbrook and Beal are so expensive. Uh, Clippers twenty eighth in pace. Um, you know, Mo Wagner actually played very well against Ibaka last time, which surprised me. But yeah. you know, like you said, those minutes are really split up between the the bigs. So that's that's really a, a dice roll if you go there. Bertans uh, always in play for me at forty seven hundred on, on DraftKings where you get the three point bonus. But um, you know, like you, I'm not going to probably get as much exposure to this one as I normally would with the Wizards involved. All right, well that makes me feel better. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, game three, we go to seven thirty. We've got Detroit and New York. This is a rematch from Sunday when New York won pretty easily. 209 total here. Uh, New York favored by seven at home. These are the, the slow teams here. 24th and 30th. And we've got the Knicks still fourth in the league in defense. And it's a back-to-back for Detroit after that win against Toronto. Um, injury news here. I've got uh, Grant and Jackson questionable for Detroit since they sat out last night. And on the New York side, we've got Alfred Payton and Taj Gibson doubtful. And Derek Rose questionable. Yeah, th- this game is gives me a headache just looking at it. You know, I mean, how do you judge that crazy Detroit performance in this last game with the two triple doubles with Smith and Plumley? It's like you got to be kidding me. And uh, you know, it's just a hard game. The pace sucks. You know, but Detroit's defense isn't good. We know the Knicks run their players a uh, lot of minutes. You know, and considering there's a break coming up, you know, the only guy participating from the Knicks side in the in the All-Star is Randall. So you'd think you'd give him a little extra run. But, you know, we need the news, man. I mean, it's just you got to know if Rose is going to suit up or not. That's important. Um, the Detroit side right now, they have Smith Jr., Luke, who hit some nice shots in the last game. Uh, Sadiq Bey, who was really trash in the last game. He couldn't do anything right. Uh, you know, Grant, they have penciled in, but, you know, if they're going to try to give him uh, a good break here and, you know, did you see the news today that there, there's a possibility they may trade him? Really? And I had not heard that headline. It can't. Yeah. It came out today. It was posted at reliable source. I think it was through an ES, one of the ESPN folks. And they said that, uh, you know, they're they're going to be fielding offers for Grant. And I thought, well, wait a minute. You're, you're basically building your team around the guy. So obviously he's not the long-term answer there. Maybe they want to free up all that money and start focusing on just the young guys, you know, so like Stewart and stuff. I don't know. I thought that really stunned me. But when I saw that news, I thought, okay, he's dinged a little. If that's the case, I think they probably just sit him. I mean, why? risk anything unless they're trying to sh- one last punch to showcase them before uh, they, they chat with some people. But 
I think you're going to see some trades over this all-star break time frame. And now, you know, he's in the talks with that stuff, which is wild. Um, so, you know, I'm not going back to Smith here. I, I get it, you know, but New York's defense is tough. Their pace is horrific as far as for DFS purposes. McKay looks too much of a, you know, it's a GPP kind of play. Uh, you know, I'm not trusting Bay too much right now. Uh, really, Plumlee's playing really well and getting good minutes, but Noel's also stepped up. He's getting a lot of blocks, playing a lot of minutes, and with this pace, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So uh, probably not going to go anywhere there. And on the Knicks, again, we need the D-Rose news. That's important because if he's out, then, you know, IQ has to be a consideration. I mean, the guy just is such a points per minute DFS gem. Uh, I think he's got to be considered. Uh, right now, the lineup, they have Rose pencil, penciled in, regular lineup with Bullock, Barrett, Randall, and Noel. Uh, Noel's tempting just because of the monster minutes he's been playing. And if he's going to be on the floor for 35 to 42 minutes, like he's been a lot recently, because Taj Gibson's been hurt, then, you know, you got to consider that. Now, we've got, we need to confirm that Gibson's going to be out as well uh, because that, that will have some effect there. Uh, really quickly, and believe it or not, Alec Burks, who's been finishing a lot of games for them, you know, because they're valued a bit, I would consider them. But this, this is certainly not a game to really do more than a one-off, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll see if both of those guys are out for Detroit again. You you do still have some cheap price tags for the fill-ins, uh, Ellington, Svee, and the guards, Dennis Smith Jr. and, and Saban Lee are both in that 4K range uh, mostly. So all of those guys makes, make sense potentially as a one-off. Uh, and with New York, uh, R.J. Barrett, I kind of like his price tag. And Noel, like you said, it's hard to ignore with the big minutes, but his price has gone up mid-5K range, a little bit tougher. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see about how things shake out, maybe a one-off out of this one. All right, game four, we've got Denver and Indiana, uh, 225 and a half total. Denver favored by 4.5. Uh, the same guys out for Denver, Millsap, Green, Compazzo, Gary Harris, and with Indiana, what a game last night. Their win over Cleveland. Amazing. Um, TJ McConnell, he deserves his own segment here. If you look at the uh, Fantasy Dictionary, do you know that since last night, Coach, they have changed the definition of ceiling game and value <laughs> play and outlier because TJ McConnell, Insane. he rewrote the record books uh, almost 10 steals. Uh, Triple-double, mm -hmm. 16 points, 13 assists, 10 steals, threw in a block. And a couple of these numbers I just I, I just have to mention here. In this triple-double with 10 steals, he also went 8-for-8 eight eight from the field. Only had two turnovers, had over 70 points on FanDuel. He was 11-12x return on both sites. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. We were having fun in Discord with our members, uh, quizzing people on the steals record, NBA steals record, and... It was 11. We had to look it up, and he had nine in the first half. He almost broke it. Um, yeah. Just incredible. How about that performance from McConnell? Uh, it was mind-boggling. You know, it, it 
goes to show, though, that the awesome part about watching NBA basketball is anything can happen on any particular day that that's going to uh, be something you never thought you could possibly see. And, you know, for TJ McConnell coming off the bench, uh, he, he didn't start, correct? Correct. And so he comes off the bench and to get 71.1 fantasy points at, at, at sub 1% ownership, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, you, you couldn't, that may not happen. Uh, a bench guy to get 70 fantasy points in a game uh, the rest of the year. I, I doubt it will happen. Um, but it was fun to watch. I was rooting for him to break the record. Uh, it was, it was somewhat amazing really. And, he ends up with a steal at the very end of the game to get to that 10th steal that was really a difference maker in the final outcome. So um, amazing performance by him. It was a fun game to watch. But anybody that chases back to him today, you've got some, a lot more courage than me. I I don't know how you follow up with a guy after that type of performance uh, 24 hours later. But more power to you if you do, man. Um on the Denver side, Murray, Morris, Barton, Porter, and, and the Joker. So they're regular rotation. They, you know, those guys have all been getting good minutes, and they've all taken turns, uh, you know, paying value. Except for the Joker, he just smashes value every night, no matter what. Um, I'll tell you, for me, uh, the Joker and Embiid are like dead heated. Maybe Embiid slightly for the MVP right now. I can't believe poor LeBron. <laughs> is going to probably end up in a second or third position again this year. But if those guys keep playing this way, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. Um, you know, Sabonis sat, it wasn't almost, wasn't going to play. He almost sat yesterday. So I haven't seen any notes on him for today. I think he's good to go. Uh, but you know, I'm not spending up for him on that side of the ball, knowing that he's not a hundred percent and, you know, we've got uh, a back-to-back situation here. You know, Brogdon takes a hit with this, you know, if McConnell is going to scoop a little bit more minutes. And they have a lot of guards. Other guards Indiana has, you know, with some depth at the shooting guard, guard small forward with Holiday, McDermott. All those guys are supposed to play uh, both Holidays, actually. So they got all kinds of guys there that are going to split minutes. Not real comfortable uh, going uh, that direction, you know, Brogdon, Holiday, McDermott, Sabonis, and Turner, with all that rotation of guys off the bench, will probably be the same scenario. Uh, on the Denver side, I think you know uh, the fact that Faku Campazo, so he's out. I just like to say his name, you know, with the rest of those guys, but you know they're still on a shorter rotation. So you know, does the Joker have one more? 75 burger in his pocket and you know it's very possible um you know i i respect the sabonis turner duo in the paint uh so i you know i don't know if i'll be courageous enough to go there but man he smashes um porter's price still makes him playable barton has had some really good games uh they haven't really lifted monte morris's price beyond where i think it should be with the amount of minutes and play he's getting so he deserves a look. And then, you know, Jamal Murray uh, has been really heating up and looking like, you know, Bubble Murray, but he does get Brogdon defense and then harassment probably from TJ. So 
probably not going to go there either. So it may just be, for me, a little value play or mid-level play from the Denver side. And uh, that's probably about it. I'm interested to see how the final news and final starting lineups shake out in this one. Because assuming Sabonis plays, I'm, I'm looking at this matchup and wondering how they're going to slow him down if Jokic is um, dealing with uh, the center. And Turner. I'm, yeah, Turner. Yeah. And I'm just envisioning Michael Porter Jr. trying to defend Sabonis. I just don't see it going very well. No. I Foul think, trouble, probably. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a chance that Denver goes small here. They've been starting Monte Morris, but it wouldn't shock me if they bring him off the bench and go a little bit bigger with somebody like Zeke Naji to try to defend Sabonis. So yeah, Najee uh, could do the job. He'd be an irritant for him. I think he'd do better than Porter Jr. So keep yeah. keep an eye on that news. Um, I think with Denver, the only guy I probably would look at is P.J. Dozier off the bench, still in the 3K range on both sites. Like you said, Compazzo's out. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's Dozier time there. He with, looks good, too. He's a smooth. He's going to be a good player. I really think he's got a lot of upside. A lot of upside, for sure. With Indiana... Uh, Sabonis, because of that great matchup, is attractive to me, but it is the back-to-back, like you said. He is pricey, so I don't know if, if I'll get there, but the Indiana guards are in play for me on FanDuel because this game happened before they had a chance to price McConnell up. He's still only 5000 and yeah. then uh, you know he's, he's hit value plenty of times at that price tag, even coming off the bench uh, without having to get 10 steals. And then Brogdon's only 6,700 over there. And, you know, his he played solid last night against Cleveland. He got completely lost in the shuffle because of McConnell. But yeah. he's got Murray on the other side uh, trying to defend him. So I think you could go with one of the Indiana guards because they're cheap on FanDuel. But other than that, mostly just Dozier and then move on to the next one. I'm with you. I like the Brogdon call. He may be the guy that shines tonight because I'm sure they're – there might be just a tiny bit of regression with TJ, I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, I would think probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Milwaukee and Memphis is the 8 o'clock game tonight. 233.5 total. Milwaukee nice. favored by 6 on the road here. And everybody ready to go for Milwaukee. We've got Grayson Allen still out for Memphis. And this is a pace-up game here. 5th and 8th in pace. Uh, Memphis has that seventh-ranked defense, though. Do you think they can slow Milwaukee down at all? Well, it's it's a huge help that, you know, in this last week or two, they've been missing either Dylan Brooks or Kyle Anderson almost every game, you know, one or the other. Uh, the fact that they're both penciled in right now, I think, gives them a fighting chance defensively because uh, those guys, you know, definitely, uh, you know, step it up and can get after people. But, you know this this game is a little is a little too juicy for me. I think it's it should be uh, a high scoring. I think Giannis to me is the smartest, safest, and most sound pay up option at his price. I know it's it's a hard pill to swallow, but I'm probably going to Mr. Giannis here. I think that he's just in a position with against a team. <clears throat> that's going to be, you know, have trouble matching up, whether it's Clark or, uh, you know, I don't know if they even try Anderson on him, but, you know, you're probably going to see a, a, a rotation there and uh, not not that any of those guys can stick with him uh, by any stretch. So I think Giannis is a standout for me. 
Uh, regular lineup for Milwaukee with Hall, Day, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis, and, and Lopez. Um, you know, after that, I mean, there there is some value that's uh, still there with DiVincenzo and Lopez. But, you know, their options, but with the rotation and all the guys are bringing off the bench with Augustine and everybody, it, it, you know, you can get really stung by that. And I think on a big slate like this, you don't have to really dig that deep. So I know Middleton's price is still mid-level, uh, but Dylan Brooks is, is a maniac on D. So I think he gets that assignment. So, uh, you know, Giannis on that side. And then Memphis, uh, their lineup is uh, if Anderson's back in, it'll either be uh, Morant, Bain, Brooks, Anderson, or Va- and Valachunas, or Clark in there for Anderson if they want to match him up uh, on Giannis. But more than likely, he'd get in foul trouble there. Uh, not quite enough lateral speed, I don't think, for Clark. I mean, he can block some shots, but that Euro step from Giannis is in- unstoppable anyway, but especially for a guy... Uh, I think like Clark. So on the, on the Memphis side, if they're going to hang in there and be in this game, you know, the spread's not that giant and it is in Memphis. They're going to have to get some, some big games from somebody. Now drew holidays, defense and his, you know, minutes are increasing. Definitely scares me for John Moran. I still think drew is one of the top five point guard defenders in the league. uh, If he's right, if he's, if he's healthy enough, and I don't think they'd be running him out there if he wasn't. Um, after that, you know, you got the big cheap Desmond Bain, if he's going to get hot and hit some shots, the rookie, uh, risky, but certainly has potential there. Um, you know, Dylan Brooks will probably also get Middleton defense. So, you know, I think they cancel each other out for the most part. Um, really not trusting the Kyle Anderson, Brandon Clark minutes now that Anderson's back and that you know, eliminates that spot plus Giannis's defense. I guess you can take a small look at Joval here. He's been wildly, bizarrely inconsistent lately, getting in foul trouble and just, you know, uh, disappointing in, in certain spots. But then other spots, he's getting 20 rebounds in 20 points. So I don't know, man. I mean, if, if you really think Memphis is going to, stick in there and and make it a game. And like me, you're going to roster Giannis. I want to have something on the other side, you know, to give a little balance for an extended run. And, you know, if it's Jovell or or the pay down of Bain, that's probably the two spots that I'm looking at right now. Okay. Yeah. So Giannis, uh, haven't made the decision on the pay up tonight, but he's he's definitely up there in the conversation. I agree. Those guys just don't have the size, power, speed. Like you said, nobody really does. But I, I don't really like the matchup for anybody that I think they're going to throw out there for for Memphis. Yeah, um, I do like Middleton on Fanduel still at seventy five hundred. I like that price, and I was really frustrated in that last game against Denver because. It was a blowout, and the Denver starters were out there until about two minutes left. They yeah. pulled the Milwaukee guys with like seven minutes to go. It was I the, couldn't. I don't understand that at all. It made no sense. It was the pop effect. It's on, on <laughs> Coach Bud, and it uh, has spread throughout the league, unfortunately, to too many yeah. places. Um, now, with Milwaukee, I think the thing we need to keep an eye on here is do they get Drew into the starting lineup, or do they keep bringing him off the bench? 
if they keep, bring him off the bench, then Ja Morant will get DJ Augustine defense for a bit, which will help. And Ja was awesome in the last game against Washington, one of his best games ever, 35-10. and 10. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> still a fair price tag for him. But I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Um, you know, there are a lot of guards here on this slate that I kind of like. So not necessarily looking there. Brooks, I, I do kind of like on FanDuel at 5,200. Winslow's a value play we've we've played recently. True. And he's yeah. done well. Now he's in the 4K range on both sites, so a little bit tougher to get to. So this is a, it's a, you know, high total game, great pace. Um, I'm going to keep looking at it, evaluating it, uh, and figure out if I am going to go with Giannis or maybe get decent exposure to this game with Middleton. Um, not sure I'll get to anybody on the, on the Memphis side, but um, lots of potential here for sure. I agree. All right, the next game we've got 8.30. It's Miami and New Orleans. Pelicans favored by three here, 227 total. And a couple big pieces of news here, Coach. We've got Bam and Butler questionable again. Yeah. Uh, but that's really half their team. And then uh, with New Orleans, they're good to go, but it is a back-to-back. They had some guys play pretty heavy minutes against Chicago last night in that tight loss. Now, 227 total here, which is pretty high for a Miami game because we know they're slow. They're 24th, and they don't really have their offense together. They're 24th in that department as well. But we've got that 29th-ranked New Orleans defense, and their offense that does get it done. They're 6th in the league. So um, interesting pace up and and high total game for Miami, but big question marks there with Bam and Butler. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately for our listeners, you know, this is one of these that we're going to have to follow throughout the day. And then, you know, an easy way to solve getting this kind of news is jump aboard uh, with us because, you know, as the Butler and Bam news comes out, it totally shuffles the whole entire game for both sides of this ball, you know, on you know, with each Heat and Pelican. So, you know, if you want to jump in with us on uh, Coach Talk, uh, as far as our Discord, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day pass, uh, which is $10. So very simple there. Or uh, there's a huge, uh, great bargain out there right now, and that is our BetUS 149 special, and you can uh, become a member two ways. You could go to betus.com.pa, be uh, with your first deposit at BetUS of 149. Once you make that deposit, you just shoot us uh, at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Just shoot us a message, then we plug you in for a free membership, scot free through June 1. So I mean, you get to play the 149 on BetUS, play some of these awesome prop bets and such that. Uh, some of our members like uh, Jay Davis, uh, Josh has been putting out some really cool uh, props. And I know Andrew's been hot as well, uh, posting stuff in there. So a lot of people are having fun with that side of it, the betting side of it. And this bet us opportunity gives you a chance to do that and then ride w- with us free until June 1. If you have no interest in bet us or you've already deposited there, then you can just go to our website Hit the button. It's just a, a membership join. It's only 149 and that goes to June 1st. Same thing. So uh, great deal, any which way you want to slice it. And, you know, this way, you know, news like this Miami game and Bam and, and Butler, 
Uh, you don't have to sweat it and look everywhere else and uh, be under the gun uh, as Locke approaches. You know, we'll be following it, posting information. I mean, we have such great people in our Discord. They get to it quick, and they're posting stuff up there, letting everybody know, hey, this is, you know, what just uh, uh, posted or what's going on. And we have so many people in so many NBA cities. We're getting some of that local flavor of knowledge, too, uh, which we will in Miami. We have some South Florida folks. So uh, definitely would love to have you uh, join us there. You know, and if also the one ask, as long as I'm on a roll here, I had the high fiber diet of, uh, you know, paper to start out. Right. I'm all wired <laughs> now. Uh, but it's uh, if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, please take five seconds. This is the perfect time to do it. Hit the thumbs up. Go ahead. Click the button. Boom. Hit the subscribe button. I'll wait a second. Okay, you got that. And then the little alert up at the top. This way you know when our podcast posts. So that really is important to us. We're also on everywhere, podcast-wise, audio-wise. So if you listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, we're everywhere. Take a second. We really appreciate it. A five-star, a quick comment, a thumbs up. All of that means an extreme amount to us. We bring this to you in front of the payroll wall seven days a week. And, you know, that acknowledgement that people are listening, people like it, they want to keep hearing it, really means the world to us. So we appreciate that. All right, back to the Miami Pelicans game. Miami right now, and they're we're hoping that those guys are in. It's none Robinson, Butler, Olenek, and Autobio, their normal group. But again, news relevance is going to be important. Pelicans have been rolling with like a healthy team, but they're not winning. They're 15 and 20 with the ball Bledzo, Ingram Williamson, and Adams lineup, and then a nice solid group off the bench with guys like Josh Hart, etc. So why they're struggling so bad basically has been their defense. I mean, they've just been getting filleted uh, on threes and drives to the paint, uh, I, which is surprising. You would think that, you know, with the athleticism and some of the guys that they have, even Adams, you know, has had a good career defending in the paint, but it's not getting done. So Van Gundy, I think, feeling a little bit of smoke here. I think they'll come out and try to really play well here. But, uh, you know, I'm more interested on some of the Miami guys, but I, I'm not, I can't commit to it until I see what the Butler autobio news is. If they're both out, then I think two or three Heat make absolute perfect sense. You know, Dragic, uh, Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Hero, those guys all become plays, uh, Princess Achua or whatever, uh, or is it, no, Precious. Precious. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't distinguish between the two. Now I still mess it up. Um, he'd become in play, you know, so this game could end up being a stack game or a pass game. It's that much on the news. Uh, on the Pelican side, I mean, you can't deny what, what Zion's doing, man. He has been just fantastic. Um, watching him is amazing. He just gets to wherever he wants. Nobody's strong enough to defend him. I mean, nobody. So, you know, he becomes an immediate play with no Bam Adebayo uh, patrolling the paint for me if Bam's out. You know, at his price, Zion's still fair enough price-wise that you can get him in there and not have the monster pay up. 
But if Bam's in, you know, I'm going to give it a second thought. But, uh, you know, news is going to be the deal on this game for me, Andrew. Yeah, Zion, I think, is playable either way. He was great against Miami on Christmas when they played, 32-14. and 14. Yeah, uh, He is a pricey uh, option and quite a, quite a decision to make on FanDuel tonight with the power forwards. We've got Zion, Randall, Sabonis, Giannis. Uh, so that'll be fun to, to play with. The, yeah. the other Pelicans are a little pricey for me. It's funny. It's almost like the Pelicans guys are priced as if they're playing the Pelicans, whereas yeah. Miami's priced as if they're playing Miami. I think the the um, values over there with Miami are a lot better. You know, Even if just one of those guys, Bam or Butler, is out, then Dragic, Nunn, Hero, all squarely in the mix. I, I kind of probably leaning towards Hero a little bit, uh, again, when you come off the bench and you run the show, it's you feel a little bit better than with Dragic and Nunn splitting everything up while they're out there. Plus, you've got Duncan Robinson out there shooting threes, who, by the way, could fit into that little Boyan Bogdanovich uh, right. context. Na- that, that Three-point narrative, yeah. You nailed. Uh, we've been on that. And, and I don't usually play Duncan Robinson on FanDuel because you don't get the three-point bonus. Right. But he's playable on both sides for me today. You know, this is the type of game where he could hit six X, give give you thirty fantasy points. Yeah, um, and then it would certainly be my pick if the three point contest thing was today. <laughs> right, exactly. And then Iguodala is still a good price on DraftKings if Butler's out and Achua. I mean, he's minimum price on both sites. So if Bam is out, then he he That's becomes into play for immediate. me. Yeah, he'll be seventy percent owned, but deservedly so in that scenario. All right, the 9 o'clock game we have tonight is Oklahoma City in San Antonio. Back-to-back for OKC after that loss to your Mavericks. We've got Diallo still out, and I'm marking Horford as questionable since this is a back-to-back. And on the San Antonio side, same guys out. Vassal, Gay, White, LaMarcus Aldridge questionable. And this is a low total game here, Coach. 218.5. Spurs Spurs favored by 6.5, but... We have above average pace on both sides, and then you contrast that with below average offenses and above average defenses. So right. how do you how do you sort this one out? Well, you know these are two you know definite headache teams trying to figure out the deal. Anytime there's a game where I don't like the matchup and I have the capability of uh, fading Pop's entire team and rotation and insanity. Um, I do it, and I I'm gonna pass this game. I'll just jump right into it there. Uh, I don't I don't like the possibilities and just unknowing here. If you want to play a few guys and try to take some GPP down, you know there's certainly a reason you can do that. If it's Shea or Baisley, or if Horford does sit, you know Roby. That you know those kind of guys are GPP plays to me. Just no real comfort there now. San Antonio also, I know they have a bunch of guys out. So you would think, okay, you know, let's let's throw some Spurs in there. Murray's been terrific. His price is super high. But the pace of this game scares me. I don't trust Walker. DeRozan's price too high. Who knows with Lyles and Pirtle and Samancic and all these crazy people he's rotating. And, you know, you, you've got, uh, you know, this has Murray, Walker, DeRozan, Lyles, and Pirtle with the rookie still coming off the bench. So yeah, I just don't like the feel or 
the pace or the potential of this game. The Thunder looked atrocious against the Mavericks, so they are definitely running on the skids. I mean, how they had 14 wins, I have no idea with that squad. But uh, I don't want to touch this game, man. I'm, I'm going to run and hide from it. Yeah, how about uh, OKC? The, I think the sample size is starting to um, catch up with them because they're now 30th yeah. in the NBA with their offense. They just don't. Yeah. They just don't have it. They stink. Um, <laughs> Ty Jerome uh, hit value again for us off the yes, bench. Yes, he did. We St- took a lot of heat for putting him in there too, and he he got it done. Still the 3K range. He's playable for me with Diallo out. Roby will be a value play that a lot of people will look at. I think. On FanDuel at 4,600, you could go there, but I, I really respect Pirtle's defense. Um, so I am actually more likely to play Pirtle tonight. He's the one mm. spur that I like. I've got this image seared in my brain from when Roby started against Denver and Jokic was backing him down in the paint, scoring over him at will with absolutely no resistance. Right. And I think Pirtle can do the same. He's not a huge offensive focus. He's you know complete opposite compared to Jokic in that way, but he's got the size and skill to do it if, if they feed him and he's obviously great defensively. So I like Pirtle here is the one guy you can kind of trust. We got to make sure Horford's out though. That's key. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is if Horford is out, then uh, I'm looking at Pirtle and I'm not going to look at anybody else for San Antonio because I think uh, DeMar DeRozan will have to deal with Dort's defense. Murray's too expensive and, it's just going to be a complete mix with Lyles and Keldon Johnson and, and LaMarcus Aldridge if he plays. So. Yeah. All right, Coach, we've got two 10 o'clock games to go with a yeah. lot of firepower and pace in this first one with Sacramento. Uh, they're facing off against Portland back-to-back for both teams. Big total here, 236.5. Portland favored by four. We've got Halliburton still out. Uh, Hassan Whiteside and Jabari Parker questionable. And on the Portland side, everybody's ready to go. And how about this? Defense is number 28 and number 30. Uh, Sacramento's got that eighth-ranked pace, and they're both top 10 in offense. So a lot of wow. firepower here to to work through. No doubt. This is which, – which game are you talking? Sacramento-Portland or Golden State-Phoenix? Sacramento-Portland. Okay, I'm sorry. It's out of order on my sheet. So there we go. All right. So, yeah, because you had mentioned Portland, I, I was uh, – yeah, this game, I mean, let's face it, these teams don't defend. I mean, it, you got to gotta have multiple exposure here. I mean, I paid up for Giannis, mentioned a ton of value guys, but this is where a uh, little pay up and some mid-level guys come into play for me. Um, you know, both of these teams are not shy to score the ball, that's for sure. Uh, Sacramento's uh, probable lineups, Fox, Heald, Barnes, Bagley, and Holmes, just like it has been. Um, you know, with Halliburton being out, it is really raised, really Fox and healed up the most. Uh, Barnes has been very steady and, uh, you know, Holmes gets it done too. And Bagley. I mean, all of those guys are playable, but you know, the matchups, I think Covington, uh, will probably guard Barnes and then switch off on Bagley. So Barnes price has gone way up, even though, you know, he, he does hit value every time I take him. But I just don't want to pay up that high. Uh, I'm a little more interested in the backcourt, Fox and Heald. I, I think both guys uh, have the potential to make my lineup here, uh, as do the opposing guards in Lillard and Trent. 
If I can fit Lillard in with Giannis, those would be my two pay-up guys that I'd like to go to. Uh, Lillard's just sick, man. That three he hit last night uh, after having an off game was just, you know, most there's probably only like three guys in the league that could hit that shot. You know, it just was incredible, deep and tough shot. Um, so I like, you know, I like the whole backcourts of both sides here. I think they're very interesting. Uh, I don't think I have to pay down for a Jones or Covington. Uh, Canner has been so steady as well, but his price is getting there and Holmes does defend pretty well. So this might just be monster uh, guard play for me, but you know, Portland's got that same group in Lillard, Trent, Jones, Covington, Canner. So I, I think this could be a high scoring game. I'm hoping Sacramento can stay in the game. It's only a four point spread right now, but uh, big shout out to uh, one of our members who had the big Sacramento Kings bet last night. Um, who was it? Which member was it, Andrew? I can't recall. Oh, no. I'm going to have to look Skyler? it up. No, I'll look it up when you're reviewing and I want to give him a shout out because we were all sweating with him and that was a nail biter. Uh, it for was sure. Yeah. Fun uh, game. And, and, you know, Lillard hitting shots, though, it's it's you never know what's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, that that's was... the scary part. But I was glad to see Sacramento get it done. A uh, couple of big foul shots for Barnes down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, this this should be a highly owned game and deservedly so. And I think, you know, being that it's a late game, you, you need exposure here. Yeah, those were really exciting finishes in both of those games. Yeah, and on paper this is just an awesome game, but you know because of uh, the context here and the price tags, it, I'm actually not going to end up with as much exposure as I would on a normal slate where I'd, oh, I'd want to stack okay. this game. Yeah, um, Fox in the two matchups against Portland has struggled. Uh, I think he'll get some Covington defense, and then Heald is in the perfect spot, and he was awesome last night hitting seven three pointers. Yeah. But it's a back-to-back. He played 42 minutes. I don't trust him as much on back-to-backs. So that's why I might fade him. Uh, Holmes is a guy that I would look at. He only had 30 minutes last night. Decent price tag, mid-tier center option. Corey Joseph uh, would be a way to get exposure to this game off the bench. Very cheap. Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually looking at one of those guys if I if I play anybody from Sacramento. And with Portland... Lillard, I'm not scared about the back-to-back for him, and he's been great yeah. against Sacramento, but he's over 10,000 on both sites. So it's, it's really hard to justify. And then Trent, he's in a great spot, but he hasn't really had those ceiling games recently, over 30 fantasy points. He's just stuck in the mid to high 20s. Lillard dominating the offense, and uh, Trent's just left to stand out there and, and spot up for the most part. Yeah, um, You could look at Covington or Cantor. Um, Covington, okay. man, I think he's really found his footing. In oh Portland. man, last couple of games, he was huge for me last night. He was huge. Yeah, he was terrific. So, uh, and he's still at a, a good price here tonight. So I like Covington, probably my favorite uh, Portland option. So, uh, not going to be a stack game for me. Maybe a one-off on on either side. Very good. And it it was. I don't know if you said it uh, or if I'm pronouncing wrong. Schulier, S C H. U Y L E R. That's our. I thought our, it was maybe Skyler. It's it's pronounced Skyler. That's Could my be. prediction. Yep. 
Okay. I know somebody we'll else to, with that we'll spelling. We'll check that out. Skyler. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, then that's it. We're going to go with Skyler. I know I know it's Amaro, so, uh, but Skyler, uh, yeah, great win. And see if his Kings can come back and do it again tonight. Um, you know, I like your analogy there. Covington, I think his price has come up a little bit, but he's been very consistent. Bagley's not a great defender either. So you may be on to something there. What are you thinking, two two guys minimum for this game? Most likely, uh, but just yeah. not probably not two of the studs, which is what I would do on a normal slate with this matchup. Right. I'm with you, I, but I may pay up. This may be, if I can fit Lillard and Giannis, I know I can on FanDuel. I can make it work, but DraftKings, forget it. Yep. So you got to go to plan B there. All right, man, we got one left, right? We do. It's Golden State in Phoenix, 224 total. Suns favored by six and a half. They are red hot, and they've got Golden State on the back-to-back here. I'm marking Kelly Oubre questionable with the wrist as he sat out last night. And the contrast in pace here, Golden State number two, but Phoenix 29th. And both uh, teams here, top six defensively. So what do you make of this one? Well, the defense definitely scares me. And, you know, again, as normal, Phoenix controls the pace. We say it every day, and they just keep doing it. They control the pace. They slow teams down. They do what they want, and nobody's able to do anything about it. I mean, 23-11, and 11, uh, just absolutely crushing it. After not even, you know, getting knocked out in, before the bubble, uh, teams made the playoffs. So, uh Wonderful to see how well they're playing and what a great job Monty Williams is doing there. They're they're a fun team to watch, but we talk about this every day as well. They're just not a fun team DFS wise because it's it's the inconsistency piece. Um, you know, Booker was just named Player of the Month uh, yesterday in the Western Conference. Very quietly too. You haven't heard a lot of Booker chatter. Uh, you know, you, you hear all the the big news on these other guys. The zions and everything else but book is tough man i mean you know we haven't played him a ton because the paul and ayton and splitting the minutes and the pace of their games but you know if i can't make it up to lillard as a guard booker would probably be my next guy in he just seems in a a really good place right now and curry and wiggins defense uh you know leaves a little be desired for sure um Wiggins is regressing back sort of to his old defensive ways so you know you look at that Paul Booker Bridges Crowder Aiton I mean that team has just been able to put the same guys use the same people off the bench and just beat the tar out of everybody so I guess the first question when you know when I throw it back to you is you know can Golden State hang with them I mean Golden State has gotten uh you know smacked a few times but they are 19 and 17 so they're they're right in the thick of it too uh but you know after that though i just the ancillary guys are too hard they all split and they don't make value that often and unless you know i know paul's playable but his price is so high but he does get bad defense with curry uh you know but the game has to stay close etc etc so you know, I, it, not thrilled with the Phoenix side. For me, though, if you know, if you can fit Paul or, or Booker in, I think one of them, if you you know, if you can pick the right one, uh, can both uh, either or be a solid play. 
On the Golden State side, Curry Wiggins, we don't know about Oubre. Hopefully he can get back in there. And then Draymond and then Kevon Looney has been uh, starting at center. Draymond's price is up, but his, you know, he's been producing. Again, they have, it's a monster sl- uh, slowdown for them, though. Uh, Wiggins has been, you know, sort of ridiculously inconsistent again. You know, it comes down to Curry uh, for the payup, but I'd rather pay up for Lillard or Giannis or some of the other big names or even Booker because Chris Paul defense, the pace down, you know, just doesn't fit into uh, Curry game. But, hey, he's Steph Curry. He can make shots from half court if he wants to. So uh, more than likely just a Phoenix one-off uh, for me, this isn't going to be the biggest, uh, highest own game by any stretch for me. Yeah, it won't be for me either. I, I do think because Steph Curry is playing, that Golden State can keep it close. That's all the Warriors need. But yeah. I think they will uh, miss Oubre here if he's out for two in a row. Uh, he contributes a lot. Bazemore is a value play for me if he starts again. Good price there. Um, probably won't go anywhere else on Golden State because of the pace and the defense. And with Phoenix, I'm I'm very similar. I wouldn't mind having one of the guards. You get a nice savings from Lillard and, and Curry. And I think Booker is going to be really motivated after that ejection, early ejection. Uh, little that was, that was questionable bogus. at best. And he was on a roll. And he was on a, my GPP team that was it cashed, but it could have been a lot better if he'd gotten to finish it out. So I think he'll come out and uh, put up one more strong game before the break. And Crowder, I kind of like, uh, assuming he starts again, mid 4K range. Um, I think he can hit some open threes here. Uh, that's an that's an opening that I, I noticed with Golden State and Portland last night. You had Covington getting some open threes with drag on, uh, Draymond sagging into the paint. So I yeah. think C- Crowder could take advantage of that if he gets 26 to 30 minutes. Picking on Draymond, huh? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice, though, with all the teams and all the games today, I didn't point anybody out and trash them because smart. I'm That's on a, smart a small move. streak lately where my trash guys create scenarios where I have to eat paper. You don't so want that. I'm, I'm nice to everybody today. Nobody's a hundred percent fade. So those people that were barking at me on social media for, uh, jinx, reverse jinxing some of these guys. There you go. I didn't do it today. <laughs> That's right. Well, we hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, get you ready for the last slate here before the All-Star break. And we will have coverage over the weekend, so stay tuned yeah. for that. And uh, then we'll get back after it for a big second half of the season. Absolutely. We're going to have actual days off in, in basketball. This is going to be so weird. It's going to be very strange. So we can all take advantage of it and come back even stronger after the break. So we appreciate all your support here in the first half of the season and uh, have a great weekend, everybody enjoy the all-star game. And, uh, and then we'll see you on the next slate as we look to crush it in DFS.